again, friends. Uncle Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast. And yes, once again, we are live from the Pax 8 Beyond Conference 2023 in Denver, Colorado. I'm here on Radio Row and just had a vendor that we know and love roll up. Malwarebytes is here, and actually, we have a new name that we're not used to hearing, you know, usually Brian and Alex, but we've got Brian Kane, and let me get this title right, Global Director of MSP Programs. Is that it? That is it. Okay. Uh, so, Brian, tell us a little bit about, your, you're here at Pax 8 Beyond. Are you guys actually vendor? You got a booth here? We are absolutely a vendor. We've got a booth here. Uh, we have a huge customer base that already uses PAX as well. So really excited for this show. Very nice, very nice. Now, we were talking earlier just to get started and the fact that you are a Florida man. I am, born and, and raised. Not just a Florida man, but very near to where I am in Fort Lauderdale. Yes. So. I was born in Hollywood and raised in Miramar. Very nice, very nice. So you're familiar with all the Florida Man stories and I am. <laughs> yes. stuff like that. Uh, but interesting enough, so apparently we migrated to Florida at the same time. I got a job there in June of 92, the year that Andrew hit, which was the year that you guys said that you showed up there. That's the year we left. And then you, and then so you left. So as you guys were coming in, we were heading out. <laughs> so uh, very interesting there. And then you came back. Um, but you, you, Andrew hit and you moved to Georgia. Yep. So parents probably thought, you know what? If this is the way Florida is, we're out, right? Exactly. After, after many years, they're like, this one, this one was just too bad. Yeah, it was a big one. Um, so you also just started with Malwarebytes this year. I did. So uh, let's talk a little bit about before Malwarebytes. So what did you do and what brought you t- into, the, uh, into the fold? Absolutely. So I've, I've owned two MSPs in the past. Um, I've built my own from the ground up. I've always had really just a soft spot for the SMB market. Uh, I've always felt that it was an underserved market. So I really wanted to build programs and bring things to customers that that really made them feel like they were getting the protection that, you know, a company that could afford enterprise help and dedicated personnel. I wanted to bring that to, to the SMB market. And so MSP was the way to do it. But I remember doing this at a time where, and I'm sure you can, you can relate to this, MSP wasn't what it was. We didn't have all of the RMM tools and PSA tools that we do now. We did not. So... So much of what we did was manual. I remember running many VPNs and remote desktops and all these things to manually patch and check. Well, if you were running VPNs back then, you were fancy. Exactly, yes. (laughs) So uh, it has been uh, quite a journey. So you had two MSPs, and if you don't mind without being, you know, offended by age, when did you start the first one? 2006. Okay, and uh, did you sell it? Yes. Hand it off? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I just, I just as I'm asking that question, I'm like, oh, I hope it was a good ending. <laughs> yes. No, all good endings. All good endings. All right. And uh, now you're on the dark side. I am. I have come to the dark side. Uh, so I spent, actually spent the last three years working in a franchise environment. Oh. Um, so I've been in franchising before. Um, 
I worked for Team Logic IT a while back. Oh, I know that name. And so then I went and joined in with a company called Propel Brands, and which acquired Nerds to Go. Okay. So we opened MSPs across the country, uh, and one of the reasons that I did this and loved this was again getting the chance to work with MSP owners every day to serve them to help them grow. So the appeal to come to the dark side was, hey, how can I translate? this passion for MSP, for small business, into really being able to reach potentially thousands of MSPs. And this was the way to do it. Okay. Now, before you came to Malwarebytes, were they part of your stack at any of your uh, MSPs? They were. And if you'd like, I can give you a good kind of juicy story on this. Well, we love juicy stories here. So So, I went back to our teams and said, hey, let's evaluate a few products. And so... We had a few locations that did essentially kind of beta testing for us. So we went with a few of the, you know, the leading vendors, and these teams came back, and the answer they brought back was Malwarebytes. Oh. I'm going to be super honest. I was, okay. like, I was like, really? I was like, it seems like more of a you know, consumer product. That was, that was the vibe right. that I had. How long ago was that? Uh, a few years ago. A few years, okay. Yep. So I was like, you know... I don't know. This this seems really consumer. So my guys were like, no, we've got multi-tenancy. We've got all these great things. So they, they brought back to me two main reasons, okay? Reason number one was they were like, holy smokes, this is just so much easier to manage. Okay. All right? It's simpler. And it's cost-effective and effective. Yes. So that I was like, wow. So we dug into it. We went deep and really set it as a, as a standard. I think a lot of people did that. So back when I first ran into Malwarebytes was around 2015 or so. And yes, it was something that most of us, even if they weren't an MSP, IT service provider, computer repair shops, Malwarebytes was the one thing you stuck on every single machine. Yep. And as they started to do the multi-tenant uh, products and stuff, I'll be honest, it didn't quite meet that MSP model. Where, yes, you could have everybody under, you know, a dashboard, but the provisioning was still kind of a little manual process. Now, I'm talking a few years ago, so I I don't want to discourage anybody from now, and I don't know what the process is now. I'll probably ask you that. (laughs) So, um, because, again, so Malwarebytes joined Pax8 less than a year ago, if I remember correctly. Just a few months ago. A few months ago. Yes, this is Uh, new. So, was this before or after you came on board? Right after. Okay. Did you come in and tell them they had to do that? Oh, they'd already been working on it for <laughs> okay. a long time. <laughs> okay. Um, and I'm assuming that there was, so they'd been working on it. So I assume that Malwarebytes looked at this and said, we've got to penetrate more of the MSP market. Because you, as you said, it was kind of consumer-based, prosumer, I guess is what I would kind of call it. Yep. Um, and now they've uh, gone full MSP. We've absolutely gone full MSP, and I think the other thing to note there, and Pax 8's a great, a great testament to this, we're going full channel. You know, we're, we're showing that we have a focus on the channel. There was absolutely a few years that went by where it wasn't the focus. We've driven that back, and we've said, you know, to really penetrate the market, to get to more MSPs, to share our message, we've got to be friendly in the channel. And that's absolutely what we're doing. One of the big things that has been a focus here at the Pax 8 Beyond is community. Malwarebytes has always been a good community. Yep. And 
the people that came before you, I don't want to say in your, in your position because I don't know if your position actually existed, uh, but the people that we would speak to that would help us with, you know, licensing and provisioning and problems and stuff, responsive, always, you know, really concerned about making sure we were happy and that the product worked. And even if it didn't, they'd work their butts off to get it fixed as fast as possible. So I assume that that's going to uh, stay the case, but let's talk about, are there any like focuses or pillars with this MSP uh, focus that you want to, you know, mention to us? Absolutely. Our focus really is, so we have, we have these things called growth pillars. This is something we do internally. Wow, I guessed that word, didn't I? <laughs> you, you did. So with those growth pillars, what we're doing is enabling ourselves as a company to be more flexible and to really adapt to the channel and adapt to MSPs even better. So we've taken what we've improved upon over the last three, four years, and we're continually doing everything we can to make it even better, to make it easier to deploy, to make it lighter weight, to make it faster. You know, those are the steps we're taking to make that even better. All right. Is there a new dashboard, a new uh, UI in the works? So what I will say, and I'm really excited, so I will hint at this okay. so that I don't get my hand slapped. So what I will say is this. There is absolutely something coming here very soon on the horizon that not only brings kind of a new vision to how we score and manage the security in our dashboard, but also something that's going to provide much-needed guidance, I think, to our MSPs based on actual CIS controls, which we've talked a lot about here, okay. frameworks, all of those things, and really sharing that guidance and bringing it back to, again, a market that we feel is is underserved and absolutely in need of that help. All right. Well, we're definitely going to be looking forward to that. I want to take a step back now, and because you came from the MSP space, and this is a new venture for Pax8 to put on this type of a user conference, I'm going to ask you, not as a vendor, but as a attendee, MSP, what do you think so far? So far, I think it has been absolutely amazing. Uh, just, it's those little things, like literally the production value this morning in the keynote, I was just blown away. I was sitting four rows back, and I was like, wow, this is it. Like the, the weight, or, you know, because of COVID and everything else, it was worth it. It was meant to happen now. And I mean, Pax8 setting the stage for what this should look like for working with and servicing MSPs. The, uh, the 3D Max video production value <laughs> is kind of what yes, that was. It, was. it really was. You know, the, the, the base in your seat kind of uh, I felt it. Music I there. felt it in my chest. Yep. Um, and some of the announcements that they've had, I can't talk about all of them because as a media member, I'm under quarantine, uh, but they did announce a partnership with CrowdStrike. Um, when you guys got added to the line card, uh, what was the impression of how your interaction with PAX8 would be and what was in, in anticipation of this conference? Yeah, absolutely. So the way that we work with PAX, and I think that this is key to just any vendor in general working with them, uh, their model, the way that they're, and I'll preface this, I was a PAX 8 partner, Okay. you know, yeah. literally four months ago. So I, I know how they work. Um, you know, the way that they really have SEs focused on individual practices, the way their account management team works, what I love about this is our engagement 
with PACS is so high. We're, we're always working with their teams. We're working together on demos, troubleshooting, support, feature sets. Um, I, I feel like it's truly a team effort. And I think that's one of the things that makes PACS different is it's not just, hey, send us the slide decks, send us your line cards and your battle cards, and we'll just ship them over to our customers and that's that. No, they want to know our products the way that we know our products. They want to truly be able to match their customers with the right solutions. And that's how we feel it's, it's been going so far. Right. So we're very excited about that. Sounds uh, very much in line with everybody else has been saying. And I look forward to that. Again, I, like I said, I'm familiar with Malwarebytes. I've been using them for years. And I've been a little hesitant on the, uh, what was it called, the endpoint protection plan or whatever. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, but I'll be looking forward to the new, the new dashboard, the new UI and everything. And uh, that'll be great. So I'm assuming that we'll be seeing you down the road at some more conferences, right? You absolutely will. So I'll be... I'll actually be, uh, I'm running a breakout session tomorrow. Okay. So I'm going to talk about Secure Horizons and things that we're doing to really change the game in cybersecurity, uh, specifically focused on MSPs. So I'll be here tomorrow and then many, many more conferences to come, many new speaking engagements, and we're doing this around the world. So Sweet. we're ready to hit it. All right. So I've just asked as many questions that I could think of in our time frame here, <laughs> but let me ask you this, has there been anything that you wanted to get out in terms of a point of emphasis or announcement or anything uh, that you want to say right now? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you've, you've really hit the nail on the head. The talk track for Malwarebytes for a long time has been, you know, we love your product. We love what it does. Heck, this is what we install on our computers after the bad stuff happens. This is how we do cleanup and recovery. Great. We've taken all of those amazing things as well as our core values, which really is to serve the underserved, to serve that SMB market, those small customers. And we've really leveled it up. I'm going to use that because okay. <laughs> we, we love it and it's our favorite thing. So we're leveling it up. We've got uh, amazing new products in our dashboard now. We do it all within one agent. Uh, but what we want to say is, hey, we're this company that you've already trusted with your stuff. You know that we really fight the bad guys. Great. We've taken it to the next level. Let us protect your business. Let us show you how we're doing all of that in one console, easy to manage, and at a price point that's absolutely competitive and there to serve that small market. All right. I certainly could not have said that any better. And thank goodness you're not paying me to do that. So, <laughs> uh, so Brian, thank you very much for stopping by. Again, we are here at the PAX 8 Beyond 2023 in Denver, Colorado. Uh, I assume that you guys will be back next year because they've already talked about it's going to happen. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Brian Kane, the Global Director of MSP Programs. Certainly the title we want to hear. Awesome. Thank you right. so much, Martin. Nice to meet you. And Ashley sitting on the side there giving her a shout out for putting this all together. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Take care. Hello, friends. Uncle Marv here with another interview for the IT Business Podcast. Recording here live from the PAX 8 Beyond 2023 conference. And I have another member of the PAX 8 family with us, Carolyn Goals, Chief Marketing Officer, joining me here on Radio Row. Carolyn, thanks for stopping by. It's a great pleasure to be here with you, Marvin. All right. So as I've been telling everybody else, this has been a fantastic start to a user conference. 
So from your perspective, how do you see it? Oh, well, we didn't know what to expect. As you say, it's our inaugural. Um, we, we were blessed to have sort of 1,800 people show up. And, you know, it, you don't know when we, when we start these things and coming out of COVID what people want. But I think what I'm hearing is that people, people are liking the content. They're liking the excitement. And the most important thing about these user conferences is the peer-to-peer networking, right? Yes. We have great content, great keynotes. But really, all these conferences that I've been going to in my tech career for 15-plus years is those connections they make. And so we're really um, fortunate to have everyone there. And we're hoping that that's, that's what they get out of it. And they get a little great content, too. And, and, um, and also for us, I think, giving us a sense of what they're where they are, what they're seeing in the macroeconomics, how they're seeing their customers, and how we can better serve them, because we're here in service of our MSP partners every day. So let me go ahead and ask you, because, you know, my connection is really Rob Ray, who just came on board this year. Now, you came on board a little bit before him, so tell us about, you know, what you were doing before, what brought you to PAX 8, all that good stuff. Sure. Well, um, it's it's a lovely story. Uh, I've been in the I've been in the tech community probably twenty plus years. Uh, started in the channel with partner um, at Adobe many many moons ago. Um, Did you say Adobe? Adobe, the yes. One, the, the product we love to hate. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, and had a great experience there, and then and then spent about thirteen years at Microsoft. And at Microsoft, one of the lovely things is you can have many careers. So I I was in uh, the partner group. I was overseas in Asia for a while, sort of helping understand. And um, what the cloud conversion and this digital transformation meant for partners in, you know, in Indonesia versus India versus, you know, Thailand. Um, spent some time in Japan as well on our uh, leading our Microsoft 365 business. Um, and then, you know, we came back and was working on digital um, stra- sales strategy and connected motions between marketing and sales and had been doing that for a long time. And have some friends. My my um, dear colleague Chris Sharp uh, is our CEO of Pax8 Asia, and so we've been talking for a while, and it just felt like a new opportunity. And so I've been here uh, about eighteen months, working on just really getting to the data that helps inform how we can help catalyze success for MSPs. So how can we learn across the the data streams and information we have across our twenty nine thousand plus cu- partners and customers, and then how do we serve? in service of, their, of, of each one of our partners. How do we identify new recommendations, identify you know, business pursuits so they can grow their business, identify security uh, assessments and, and vulnerabilities either in their own systems or, or in their customers to help with that. So we're, we're, um, I came over because I, I have a passion for partner. It very much feels like I'm coming home um, to this community, which is great. That's, a, that's an interesting thing to say coming from Microsoft that has probably the largest partner community in the IT space, but a lot of us as MSPs have a love-hate relationship with yeah. Microsoft. Um, so you coming over to PAX 8 seems like a joy in our minds, um, but you were starting to say that you came over um, and what were some of the things that really you know, drew you to PAX 8? Well, first, their passion, Um, as you saw in the video, you know, they really looked at and listened hard to partners about what what they needed differently out of a distribution or a cloud marketplace and and, and built this entire business in service of that. Um, And like I said, I started in partnering. It's always been a little bit of the DNA throughout my career. And I learned so much from partners along the way, partners who taught me a lot about what they needed, where we were building Microsoft programs where they didn't quite work well. And so I I, um, I have a ton of respect uh, for that and also an avocation for SMB. I think, you know, you have to tell truth and, and SMB is the ultimate truth. 
marketplace because, you know, the investment for an enterprise um, pursuing that for Microsoft or anybody else is, you know, is it this solution, is that that solution? When you're speaking to an MSP or, or an SMB customer, you know, that SMB is, in, is making a decision investment on new office space, hiring a new tech person, you know, building out the office. Um, and so your value prop has to be strong. And so I have a ton of respect for MSPs that live in that every day and live to serve SMBs. So I came over to Pax8 because I thought I could be of service to that, um, to that passion, to that mission, and that purpose, and bring some of the capabilities that I was fortunate enough to learn at Microsoft and other places and through my relationships and bring that in service of these MSPs across the world. Well, this has been a great event so far. Now, I don't want Rob Ray to take all the credit for it. And because you were there before, I have to believe that a lot of this was in the works before Rob came on board. So I know that when he came on, he brought a lot of his flavor, a lot of his influence to it. But from your perspective, how much of this conference was intact before that Pat Eight had been working on in the last 18 months? Oh, well, it's been a labor of love for everyone. Okay. So every, every one of the employees in Pax 8 has put their fingerprints on this event. Um, Rob Ray certainly, I think, as, as sort of a, the elder statesman of that community, really knows how to put, A, put on a good show, as you know. And then B, just knows, knows how to you know, bring the vision and the promise to an MSP that's, that, that they'll believe in. Um, but our entire marketing team, our entire academy team, the sales team, we've been building this for the last year. Um, and we've got a terribly great creative team um, in certainly the marketing group um, and also in our, in our product engineering group that have a really strong vision of how to bring that, what you saw today, the great visuals, the great engagements. And so I think we've had this in our mind's eye for a long time. And, and Rob just was the cherry on top of the sundae is what I'll say. That was fantastic. I want your team to make my videos. Uh, Mine aren't so good. <laughs> so, we we um uh, you know we have some uh, marketing uh, alumni who built up uh, our marketplace team and, and really saw the vision of having just world class creatives to help re- bring this to life and make it fun. Quite frankly, right? We're we're a we were a disruptor and an innovator, and we had fun along the way. And I would say that's one of the best things about Pax Eight is we don't take ourselves too seriously. We work very hard. We like to have fun. Uh, but I also think, at least in my marketing team, we always try and take a beginner's mind to things and really learn and listen first uh, because the market moves fast and we have a constellation of 29,000 customers to serve. And so we're always in beginner's mind, but we're going to have fun doing it. And so having the amazing creative team that we do across our, our, our teams has been um, really fun. And it's fun for me. Well, good, good. Now, you mentioned disruption, which was probably the first big, you know, defining moment of Pax8, being a disruptor in the, in the space. But apparently there's been a huge emphasis on community recently, and I know that there's talk about what's going to be the next step. So I don't know if I'm asking a, you know, something that's not ready to be released, but do you have thoughts on what's going to be coming down the road? I do. Um, well, and, and, and Nick Hetty teased it this morning, so I, I, I can feel okay. like I can lean in a Go little ahead, bit and color, <laughs> color around the lines a little right. bit. Um, first of all, community mode will stay. So Nick Hetty talked about our disruptor mode. Second one is community mode, and we'll always be in that. Um, like I said, we, we, we are in service of our partners and for their business. So that, that will always go forward. And we're just building out this community, adding more, more people and more vendors. And so it's, it's a vibrant community that we'll always foster. Third mode is really this marketplace mode. Um, and you'll hear a lot more about that tomorrow from Scott Chase and our CTO. But we're really in this place where how, how do we build a marketplace? How do we build a center to connect our partners 
with customers, with vendors? How do we build that notion? There's, there's a little bit of, you know, us looking at in the world, and you saw it from Jay McBain, there's this notion of marketplaces and, and the rest counteracting this, this product-led growth. And, you know, digital customers, they do, you know, particularly SMBs, they're big shoppers, and they'll go and they'll research and research and research. And for our partners, how do you be in that digital real estate in the right place to be able to capture that value and show your own services? And so we believe there's a different option. We believe working with our vendor partners who want to engage SMB, they know that partners add value. 5x at least on LTV if you attach a partner. And so what we're trying to be is the center of that connection point and build this marketplace connective tissue where vendors can connect with partners, partners can connect with customers, and we build out this marketplace where that's seamless and we're, we're just the, the, the fiber in the engine behind it. Um, so marketplace mode is our next one. We're going to unveil that tomorrow and spend a lot of time showing people visuals and we've got some on-hand labs. But that's the next place is taking this community and building this sort of digital destination so that we can have marketplace-led growth, partners connecting in the right place and having, imagine if you will, a, a partner-led storefront um, with not only the products but their solution and services that can attract those customers. And how can we help with that? And how can we help with vendors who really want to reach the SMBs but know that they, they don't necessarily have the wherewithal and understand that, pro- that customer truth. So how do we connect them? You heard CrowdStart today. They, they, they want to be in the SMB business. They know they have lots to learn and they're looking for great partners and we have them. So they're here because of our community. And so we're looking to really connect that in a very real way and wherever customers are in the world, connect them to, to the partners that can help achieve their goals. It certainly sounds exciting. And for the partners that are already with PAX8, I'm sure they're all salivating uh, for those of us that are on the outside, let me rephrase that. I'm not on the outside. I'm a partner. I just haven't purchased a lot. We'll, we'll say it that way. Uh, that will certainly change. It sounds like there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be exciting for us as MSPs. Um, one last thing I want to ask you about, because I came across, I did do a little research. I tried to you know, make sure, sure I knew did. who I was talking to. But you were uh, named one of the top 100 women of the channel last year. Uh, that sounds like a fantastic thing. It was. I mean, I am to say I'm humbled and honored would be a vast understatement. Um, as I said, I've been in the channel for almost 20 years now, and so that that list is is, is rife and has been with with people I admire, people who were kind enough to teach me, um, uh, people I looked up to and modeled the way. So to be on that list was just a, an extraordinary. Um, achievement, and I'm, I'm so thankful to be a part of a pretty phenomenal group of women uh, on that list. Right. So I asked that one to give you congratulations because I've, you know, this podcast just tried to put a focus on diversity and inclusion, and recognizing some of the top women in the channel is good. Another thing I want to say is, my goodness, there were a lot of women at this conference. Probably, I, I almost want to say two to three times more than I'm used to seeing at a conference. Um, I don't know who to ask, but was there an emphasis on getting more women out? Well, I, I mean, certainly, it's, it's for, for me. There's 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 a, a big focus um, in, in tech in the community and, and and helping, you know, bring more women and and diverse groups in. Um, we have a pretty strong network um, of of women in tech, um, and some of our vendor sponsors, um, Alexander Matisson from Pillar really strong advocates. Uh, we work with Serum Women on the Channel and Women IT and Women in Clouds. So we, we do that. Vicki Critchley, uh, who just joined us from Bamboo Cloud, she's been a, a really stalwart supporter of women getting into technology and STEM, um, not only through Bamboo Cloud and Dynamics, but just in general. So I think we have a broad group of women. We 
and maybe it's just reflective of the of the people in the Pax 8 community. Um, we've got uh, our Pax 8 community is about 32 and growing percent women. 30% of that is director level. My own marketing team is almost 68% women. Like our marketing team is very talented, but um, I think you know the, the Pax 8 community has a big tent, and I think one of the things that John Street is is always supportive of. He's an extraordinary, our CEO, John Street, is an extraordinary servant leader. And he's also a person who's always invested in the community. And I think he, the values start at the top. And so we've invested in a large number of diversity, equity, inclusion, justice, and belonging initiatives. Um, we do rural empowerment. We work through things. We're trying to build out that community, I think, and start with us. Um, and, and we have some work to do as well. And we're adding other voices to help us. But um, we're trying to build a big tent community, and so we're trying to make sure the community is as diverse and vibrant and reflective of the almost you know, 300,000 customers and growing that we have in the world today um, so that we can do better and, and, and build better solutions for all of those people. Well, that is certainly evident all across everything that Pax8 has done, not just with this conference, but things going back for the last several months. So, you know, a lot of us MSPs that don't always pay close attention, we probably thought, ooh, Pax8 got Rob Ray, must be something good about to happen. But being here, seeing a lot of the uh, executive team here, uh, getting to meet you, John and Ryan, I mean, I hear the dedication and emphasis on the channel, on the community, and I congratulate you guys for that. Is there anything that, from a marketing perspective, outside of those videos, because I will say that has probably been the number one thing is, wow, uh, those 3D Max videos. Uh, it, but is there anything specific that you want to let listeners know and other MSPs, maybe that are not Pax8 partners, what should they know about what's coming down the road? Well, in addition to the marketplace mode, you know, we've got this innovation from our product and engineering team. Um, we also, in the marketing group, the global marketing team, are also innovating as well. And so I think you'll see us try to harness data, harness learning from partners, and start to intuit what each one of these partners needs. Because they're all in different spaces, right? Some people are in growth mode. Some people are seeking better ways to add value across the customer lifecycle. And so you'll start to see us curate more tailored solutions, tailored recommendations in our communications, different offers. And so imagine coming to, you know, the Pax8 marketplace. And we know a little bit about Marvin's business because he's shared a little bit of data and we've had some engagements. And then we can build out solutions and offers for you um, with our vendor partners. Or we might be able to show you some opportunities to use assessment tools to help your, your customers assess their security posture, for instance, which is you know, a very big uh, theme for this conference yes. as well as security. So we're working really hard to be a catalyst for our MSPs go to market. And, and in certain cases, be the marketing services behind it. A lot of our, our MSPs, you know, invest heavily in making sure they've got outward facing technical and sales solutions, and they may not have the depth of, of a marketing um, department of their own. So we're keen to understand what those marketing services and that go to market looks like. And how do we shorten the distance or at least reduce the friction for those partners to, from a customer acquisition standpoint, from a customer lifecycle retention, and what does that look like and how can we work with, you know, the 90 plus vendor partners so that we can build these kits and these go-to-market strategies to help you be successful. And so we're, we're starting to build that out. Um, we're going to experiment and test and learn and listen. And I'm sure our community of partners will give us some feedback, but we're excited to start to really hone our marketing to be in service of 
our partners every day. All right. Sounds fantastic. I am certainly looking forward to the journey and sharing it together. And Carolyn, I should say, I mean, it's, we're not even finished with day one yet. I mean, there was a little bit of yesterday, nice little, you know, kickoff party and stuff. The press meeting yesterday, you guys, top notch, looked like a White House briefing. (laughs) Um, But it has been fantastic so far. I wish you guys continued success, not only in this event, but down the road. Obviously, I hope to stay in touch and, uh, like I said, be with you throughout the entire journey. Fantastic. Well, thanks to everyone listening, and thank you, Marvin, for having me and for being here. Carolyn Goals, Chief Marketing Officer at PAX 8. Keep an eye out, folks. She's going to be doing things big. Talk to you later. Holla.